0: Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Episode 723 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the lovely, talented, scholarly, Brittany Page.
1: Would you say that you have been watching more movies and TV shows since the start of the pandemic? Yes. Both?
0: No, more, more TV shows, I think. Mm-hmm. Because... <laughs> there was a time when we thought we should get rid of cable because it's costing it so much money
2: mm-hmm. and we
0: cut the court. This is years ago. Yeah. Like five years ago or so, maybe longer.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then here we are today in 2021 paying maybe more than we were on cable on the different streaming services.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah it so adds up. During
0: the, the pandemic, we're not watching more movies because there's, we don't, we don't go to the theaters. That used to be something we would do and enjoy doing. Yeah, for sure. Going to see movies. Mm-hmm. At least two movies a month, I would say, we used to see.
1: Yeah, with delicious popcorn and Coke and dirty movie theater seats.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Filthy. Yeah. Filthy movie theater seats.
1: Never been cleaned. Yikes. So you would be a part of the majority of Americans in this uh, latest morning consult poll. Uh, 55% of the 2,200 U.S. adults surveyed said that they have been watching more movies since the start of the pandemic, while 57% said they have been watching more TV shows. And they actually tied this to uh, awareness that Americans apparently do not have of the Movies and TV shows that are nominated for the Golden Globes. Mm. Because, you know, the Golden Globes are, I think, this weekend. Mm. And so they asked people in this survey if they are aware of these different movies and TV shows that are nominated. And there's some surprising things in here. You know, Ted Lasso, we just watched the first season. Yeah, awesome show. Great show. Was concerned. That's
0: on uh, Amazon, right?
1: Apple TV. (laughs) See?
0: Yeah, Apple TV.
1: I was concerned about whether or not I would like it because it's about soccer, but it's not really yeah, about soccer. kind
0: of about soccer. I mean, soccer. Listen, if you, if you should watch the show out there, it is a fantastic feel good show. And it's an amazing thing that they're able to make a show that is so feel good, um, be interesting. For sure, it, it, it's a good, good show. Jason Sudeikis from the Saturday Night Live, yeah, plays a. It's going to be an ad for the show now. Plays a a, f- a college football coach who gets hired on in a Premier League soccer team to be the coach or the manager or the chairman or whatever they call him over there. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, he's from
1: America. He's from America, and then he goes to England to do the soccer coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um, it it really is uh. A very very good show, very very enjoyable. Tears were shed. Good, it's it's a good show anyway. But we yeah, but we are watching more TV because like we we just started, and this week and finished the first season of The Americans, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good show. Yeah, that's been on for many seasons, at least five.
1: Yeah. So going back to Ted Lasso, eighty percent of Americans have heard nothing at all about Ted Lasso, just nothing. At all. Either
0: at I until we watched it.
1: Yeah. And the shows that people have heard the most about, according to this survey, uh, Shit's Creek and The Mandalorian. Mm. Of course, The Mandalorian was in the news because one of the stars, Gina Carano, the former MMA fighter, was fired after making some uh, anti-Semitic posts. I don't know what what the posts were exactly, but I know there was anti-Semitism in there. she, She...
0: She really is just uh, an unbelievable dummy. She said that being a Republican in today's world is no different. You're, you're treated the same as Jews were during World War II. Mm. You know, real logical stuff.
1: Perfect. Yeah. She's, Someone that Disney wants working for them, she I She was imagine.
0: also like an anti-masker, mm-hmm. you know, all right, conformist. She's one of those just complete morons, but I have no idea. Yeah. I was a little shocked to... I don't know why I was shocked. She's she's trash. She she really fits the... After I've read multiple instances of stupid things she's posted over the years, it's like, oh, yeah, well, that, that makes sense. She's kind of trash.
1: Well, she has found a home in the uh alt right and the right uh intellectual dark webby circles because they all came to her defense as they do. Yeah. Um only when people on the right are uh fired.
0: Yeah, we it's free speech only when someone there's a consequence on the other side.
1: Yeah. So it's don't not, worry. It's not
0: the free market taking care of biz. Right. It's uh cancel culture. Right. But she wasn't even cancelled. She signed a new movie deal Multi movie package with, uh, you know, m- movie maven Ben Shapiro.
1: <laughs> oh, well, Kevin Sorbo better watch out.
0: Yeah, and Dean Cain.
1: Looks like they're in competition now. All these for all of the like "Gods Not Dead" movies, right? Isn't that what it?
0: Yeah, we did a good. We did a good intro bit, or just a whole show, or not a whole show, but a whole segment on. Uh, watching God Is Not Dead.
1: Wow i d- I hope we didn't do a whole show on that. No, that not would a be... whole show.
0: We did it. We did a, a bit where uh, I remember playing the theme song and mm-hmm. we were singing along to the theme song. Yeah. Which is terrible.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, that's why we've been so successful, and we're over 700 episodes, I'm imagining. (laughs) Um, So, basically, the point of this survey is that people are spending more time watching movies and TV shows because of the pandemic, or since the pandemic started, there wasn't necessarily causality there. Sorry about that. Um, And they are simultaneously not aware of the shows and movies that are being nominated for Golden Globes.
0: I think that's because of how many streaming services there are.
2: Hmm. Like,
0: th- there's a show that got nominated, and the only reason I know about it is because I May Destroy You, a show on HBO that we just watched that's great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it didn't get nominated, but one of the writers for some show about...
1: Emily in Paris Emily in
0: Paris on Netflix Yeah they wrote like a like a tweet or something saying how embarrassed they are that they got nominated and and uh and I May Destroy You did not.
1: Yeah. The writer actually wrote an article in Slate, I believe, is where mm. that was. Guys know
0: way more about the shit than me.
1: Well, someone was fake tweeting that they were the creator of Emily in Paris. And, like, they were tweeting it every day and saying that um they're ashamed of their show. And it was going viral. Oh. And they thought it was so funny. And all the replies, they're like, why do you keep doing this when you're not the creator? And, like, apparently she just thought it was, like, a funny <laughs> joke that everyone was liking it. So... <laughs>
0: So did I get bamboozled by something?
1: Well, you said it was on Twitter. So no, I don't know I if you're know thinking where. that. Did,
0: did she actually write an article and say...
1: One of the writers of Emily in Paris actually wrote an article okay. in Slate. Yeah. So it, I
0: am not incorrect.
1: You're not incorrect. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's another great show that we did watch. Um, I May Destroy not You. Not Emily in Paris. No. We have not watched <laughs> Emily in Paris. <laughs> um, I May Destroy You on HBO. On HBO? HBO Max? Yeah, it's I the see, same thing. Yeah, Right. right? I don't know. I think so. They do the HBO Now, HBO Go, HBO Max. So aren't those all HBO? Like I think it's just apps? all HBO. Well, aren't those different apps? And they're
0: charging us fifteen fucking dollars a month.
1: Yeah. So who knows? Anyway, um,
0: it's on HBO.
1: Yes, I think that people don't know what's nominated because people probably don't care about award shows right now. That's probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've never been super. You know, we've never had like Oscar night where we invite friends over and watch the show. We've never been those people. We certainly have watched them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I, I, I think you're right. I think right now, when times are so bad for so many people, that it's not even like a distraction. It's kind of a, ugh. Again, come on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I'd like to know what the audience thinks
1: mm-hmm.
0: about. Uh, whether they're going to be watching, if it is a distraction, or if it is kind of a nuisance. Yes. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it. at dalamore.com.:
1: Did you hear that Lady Gaga's dog walker yes. got shot and her two French bulldogs were stolen?
0: Do you know? And if you don't know, you don't have to look it up. But do you know if they like knew it was Lady Gaga's dogs or if it was just a rando... Who's like, oh, there's a couple of French bulldogs. Let's shoot the guy and take the dogs.
1: I do not know. Um, but I, we kind of had this thought experiment of what would happen if someone tried to kidnap Popeye. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it would be like kidnapping a really bratty kid and like, ah, this is way more than I signed up for. Exactly.
1: Uh, They would probably kick him out of the car just down the street after kidnapping him because he would bite them. He would for sure bite them. He would be a chump. And he's also blind. You
0: can't even pick him up. I mean, my back is still jacked up. Yeah. It really, it's it's a mess over here. Yeah. And he doesn't even appreciate the effort that I put in. For sure. He wants to bite the shit out of me.
1: Yeah. Well, and so let's just say he got his stitches out. He's good. We actually got a voicemail from the surgeon giving, oh.
0: Yeah, and we're going to play it and I'll just get it.
1: We actually got a voicemail from the surgeon giving us an update because he did a a checkup. And uh, I promise we'll stop talking about Popeye every episode, but this has been a a pretty intensive surgery situation and people have been asking how he's doing. And and so we're going along and keeping everybody updated. So we wanted to play this voicemail from the surgeon because, well, we thought it was comical in some ways.
3: Hi, this is Dr. S*** with... California. I was giving you a call in regards to Popeye. Um, So I took a look at Popeye today and the incision is healing nicely. So um, I think that we're we're done as far as surgery is concerned and healing. Um, Certainly we do have a little bit of a residual head tilt um, and the um, kind of drooping on that side of the face. Um, You know, some of that I think you will get better with time. Some of it may be a bit residual just because the um, scarring and what we call calcification of that Ear um, canal was so severe that it had entrapped some of the nerves in in with it. So um, I do think you may have a little bit of residual changes to um, to that, but the majority of it uh, should get better. And the nice thing is, is that none of that should create any discomfort or problems for him. It's more of a cosmetic thing. So um, if you have any questions in regards to that, don't hesitate to give me a call. My number is seven or sorry nine four nine. It's
1: so the reason that <laughs> we found this a bit comical is the proportion of time that he spent talking about, like, his health and well-being and healing from the surgery versus his, like, cosmetic drooping yeah. face and drooping ear.
0: You can tell he's a, he's a, he's a doctor for dogs in Orange County, California.
1: Yeah. Because what do, what do we care that he is going to have a head tilt? And he does. He has a head tilt. Pretty minor though. Yeah, it's pretty minor. It doesn't affect him when he walks or anything. I mean, he's able to see it's it's fine, but his, his face is a little droopy on that side. His ear is still a little bit droopy and a little bit of palsy. They told us to expect that that was going to be the case. And, And what do we care? He's not being tortured by bacteria dancing around in his head at all hours of the night now. Also,
0: just the the nerves got entrapped in this calcification of his ear canal or whatever. Yeah. Where they had to get. He didn't talk about the bone grinder or whatever. Bone cutters. Bone cutters that that the the main vet. See, that's just the surgeon because he had to go to a specialist. Anyway. Who is giving a shit? Like, oh, I got to get a new dog now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's
0: got a droop, a droop jowl.
1: Yeah. Well, he should know he can't see out of one of his eyes. You know, he has other problems that make him imperfect. Right. And that's why we love him. But we appreciate the call. That was very nice. And we appreciate him going to great lengths to convince us that we should still love him, even (laughs) if he, even if he doesn't have a symmetrical face. Yeah. Yeah. so we'll try our best. I love
0: that. That's the take on it. I didn't, I wouldn't even, is he, try, maybe we shouldn't love him anymore.
1: <laughs> so we will try our best, sir.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on with the program. Uh, we got a lot of voicemails today. What we're going to do is kind of, there's all of these voicemails. I think we have four and maybe an email or two. I don't know. We'll see how things go. But, uh, there's so many topics that are brought up in the in the in the course of the voicemails that we don't have like a specific dollamocracy segment that we're going to go through. So
1: let's just start, and we're going to weave the news through the voicemails.
0: Weave them on in, yeah. And this first voicemail has to do with a video that I did on YouTube about one of the the capital insurrectionists named Jessica Watkins, who is arguing. Part of what the video is about that she's arguing for. Uh, Home confinement rather than being uh, incarcerated waiting for trial because she is trans and fears that the prospect of violence or danger against her. And I I briefly mentioned it kind of as an aside in the video, but that is what this particular call is about.
4: Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. It's Casey from Kentucky. I was calling in reference to the the latest YouTube video uh, about the trans woman. And her defense and and things like this and then talking about her being in danger, uh, to go to a men's prison. Um, um, I have an aunt who up until two years ago, uh, was my uncle. Uh, she's a trans woman and she has been in and out of the correctional system, uh, here in the state of Kentucky. And it's, it's been pretty much the, the general, the same way. Uh, she has been to a men's jail and has been to a women's jail. Um, and she was in danger in both places. Um, how she identifies didn't affect anything. She's gone through transitions now, through transition now. So she has went, uh, recently to a women's facility. Um, she's been assaulted. She's been ridiculed. She's in constant danger. Um, those things don't matter, you know. Especially in, in 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 the in the system, you know, they they don't really care about that. Those women don't see uh, someone who was born biologically a male and come in there as a woman and think, oh, you know, she's one of us. They they don't see it that way. Um, <clears throat> at least for the most part, they're they're fucking criminals, you know. <laughs> they don't really consider anybody's feelings or anybody's safety or well-being, hence while they're in prison. You know, that's the whole reason why they're there. Um, I, I don't really know where to lay on this, because uh, when it comes to these issues, I, I, I'll get called bigoted or, uh, or something like that by my more liberal friends and get called, uh, you know, whatever the opposite of that's going to be for my conservative friends. But as far as I'm concerned, if Ms. Watkins hasn't gone through transition, the, the law is still the law. Until those laws get changed, that shouldn't matter Um because biologically she is still a an male, and that's what the laws are set up for. Um I do agree with Jesse. Everyone deserves to be safe, regardless of where they are or what they've done. But at this point, we kind of have to throw our hands up. I mean – you know, these people that, that she sides with, they don't care uh, that black people have fear of being pulled over by the police. They, they don't care about that. They go, oh, you shouldn't have done anything wrong. he wouldn't have anything to worry about. And now it's turned on its head. And, and you know, I, we should show some compassion in certain situations, especially when it comes to people's safety. But at what point do we say, fuck your safety and fuck how you feel? You know, you're a fucking traitor. A hundred years ago, they had your head.
0: And cut off by the dreaded Google time limit so um let me just plainly and flatly say that to answer to the to to the statement that when do we just throw up our hands when it comes to human rights we don't just throw up our hands casey now do i believe that uh jessica watkins and the rest of these traitors deserve consequences yeah you're goddamn right i do but anyone who is in the custody of the United States government, whether that be local municipalities or the federal government, should be guaranteed their safety. I'm realizing right now my tone is super preachy and weird. Um, but these are people's lives. She, she, she did not commit a capital offense. There isn't a death penalty imposed. She should be safe in jail. If you're held against your will by the United States government, you should be safe. And her being trans shouldn't be a death sentence while being incarcerated. It's just the way it is. Do I believe she's she committed treason against her government? Yes. Is she a traitor? Yes. Is she violating the oath that she claims to be so worried about when she was an army ranger fighting in Afghanistan and and, and, and vowed, swore, affirmed that she would support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Yes! She's violating that oath. But it doesn't mean she should go into jail and be raped or harmed or killed. No. No. Absolutely not.
1: Well, and I kind of want to speak to what Casey was was doing, I think, when he was speaking more broadly about criminals. like, And that's the word he used, right? He's talking about these people in jail are criminals. They yeah. don't care about people's safety. They don't care about blah, blah, blah. That's a, I mean, that is a generalization. We'll just use that word. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that, Listen, having worked in court mandated programs with people that society would look at and cast aside and say are irredeemable, I know that that's not true. And I know I'm using a personal anecdote, but you know, it's it's important to understand that not everybody who commits a crime is someone who should then be outcast from society and not allowed to come back into society and I I know this is weird coming from me as well (laughs) when I have uh, very strong positions um, on on criminal justice but again I've had to moderate those views through my experiences and the things that I've learned and I get uncomfortable when I hear things like what Casey said about people that are incarcerated or people that have committed crimes as though they are irredeemable and worthless that makes me uncomfortable because it's not true. Is it true for some people? Sure, but to say that everyone in a jail is the same and none of them care about safety and who gives a shit about them? That should not be where we go, especially for someone who identifies as a liberal.
0: Yeah, I'm this was a common response like in the comments because I I specifically said in the video that you know, there's gonna be people who make the argument that well, don't do the crime if you're not willing to, to, to face the time or the punishment that's gonna be facing you. And that was the very thing that I argued against that particular is it doesn't matter. If you're in custody, you should be your your safety should be guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Look, do I believe she should be convicted, found guilty, and and serve a hefty prison sentence? You're goddamn right I do. Absolutely and during the course of the 20 years or whatever that she spends in jail should she be safe yes absolutely mm-hmm. the two things can exist at the same time mm-hmm. anyway um thanks for the call casey appreciate the perspective
2: mhm
0: uh hope your your aunt is doing better mhm um related to the topic of trans rights a show or two ago, we were talking about Dave Chappelle, and I made a comment about being a fan of his. Mm-hmm. And Marissa McCool called in, and we're not gonna I'm gonna play a portion of the voicemail, but it was such terrible quality that there's just no way I'm, I'm gonna be able to play it. So I'll just give an example of what the call was like, and then I'll try to address in good faith what her problem was.
4: English black, especially in the last year where he does have a lot of valid stuff to say about race issues and police, and they fully understand why he is important.
0: So anyway, that's that was the call. Yeah. But Marissa, justifiably so, by the way, took issue with me saying that I'm a fan because he has expressed pretty virulent anti-trans views. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's right. I should have chosen my words more carefully and not that I am a fan or, but maybe that I have been a fan of his, of his takes on things in the past, Mm -hmm. just like Louis Mm CK. I would not consider myself a fan of Louis CK, but I am a fan of some of his earlier work. Certainly. Mm -hmm. I think he, he was an important voice, Dave Chappelle. And I think even in the, 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 tiny clip that we just played, she's expressing that he has or is even now um, saying important things relative to uh, the black experience in America. But it doesn't excuse, it does not excuse some of the really hateful shit that he said in very recently right. about trans folks in America.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So anyway, um, you're right, uh, Marissa. I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh we do a, I'm not making excuses here. Well, kind of I am. Um, we do a pretty off-the-cuff discussion type of show, and I could have chosen my words more carefully. I should have, and uh, I did not, mm-hmm. and I will, I'll try to do better. There we go. Uh, anyway, um, I think we have an email that we want to get to.
1: We do, in fact, have an email. So this is kind of a follow-up, I guess, on a question that was asked earlier. And this is from Chris, Chris R. Brittany and Jesse, going all the way back to the election stream, I asked a question in the moment that Jesse couldn't think of an answer. Now that we have had some time pass, I ask again, what can be done differently to win more seats in 2022? Democrats thought they were going to have many more wins. Yes, we gained seats in the Senate. I can't help to feel empty because we had such high hopes of many more seats. I could be looking at it wrong, but we really didn't have a chance in many of the races we thought we did. Plus, we lost seats in the house, which weren't expected. I know it seems elections are far off, but I worry about this because I truly don't want Republicans in power at any level anymore. They've led this country with reckless abandon. They have no integrity with Trump as the fearless leader. I even question it without Trump looking at people like Cruz and Hawley in Senate. Also, just looking at my state's one GOP chairman comments about Toomey shows me where the party is at. After their actions over the last four years, I shudder to think of them in power. If you covered this in a podcast, just let me know which one and I'll go back and listen. I'm pretty new to the podcast, so I don't have many under my belt. Hope the pup is on the mend and keep up the tremendous work, Chris R. So, this is an important question, and I feel like the answer to it is fairly obvious right now, Chris. And that is the Democrats need to actually deliver on the promises that they've made. The checks still aren't on the way. Yeah. The the checks still aren't here. Uh, $15 minimum wage. That's apparently not happening. We'll get into that a little bit because I I know that you're you're wanting to share some stuff about why we may have answered in a way that was non-satisfactory for Chris last time.
0: Well, you're explaining it right now.
1: Yeah, but the answer is that the Democrats need to act. They need to take action. They need to do what they said they would do. And if they're not going to help the American people they're not going to be rewarded with being elected that's that's it and it's it's not going to go well for them because we already have the progressive wing of the party that didn't want Joe Biden to be elected And said, these people are not going to do anything for us. We can't keep rewarding them with power. And then if we put them in power and they do the same thing again, that part of the party is only going to grow and they're going to sit the election out. They're going to convince progressives to not vote for the next moderate Democrat who's put up for voting. Yeah. So it's it's they need to deliver. And if they don't, that's it.
0: Yeah. I mean. On the night of the election, when the question was asked, really, it's unanswerable at that moment because we don't know how Biden's going to lead. We don't know how, well, even the night of the election, we didn't even know if Biden was going to win at that time. So, but now it is more answerable. And and let me say this, especially relative to 2022, if in two years or a year and in, in months when election season starts up again, if nothing has been done, if we haven't raised the minimum wage and um COVID relief hasn't gone the way that it should have gone as quickly as it should go, what are they gonna say? Well the rep- p- 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 republicans Well well, well but, 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 but but No, you are in power. You wield power, you wield the majority in the House, you wield the majority in the Senate, you have the White House. There is no excuse. Because when Republicans want something done, it gets done in a week. Uh, cloture uh, proof majority or not filibuster proof majority or not. They don't care. They fire their parliamentarian when he didn't act the way they wanted.
1: And that's, that's what happened this time with the $15 minimum wage. So the Democrats were pushing to add the $15 an hour minimum wage increase, federal minimum wage increase, to the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. And Elizabeth McDonough, the Senate parliamentarian, said that that violates Senate rules. And that's, that's her job. She's unelected. She's a nonpartisan interpreter okay, of say, the chamber rules.
0: Say that again. She is unelected. Unelected. She is an advice giver. (laughs) That's what she is.
1: Uh, Apparently, that position is also called the Senate referee. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And listen, uh, this is someone who has been both Democrat and Republican uh, parliamentarian for. So I don't know her partisan stance on things, but it doesn't matter.
1: Well, she's supposed to be a nonpartisan interpreter. She's been in there since 2012, apparently appointed by Harry Reid.
0: Violating Senate rules isn't violating the law. It's violating guidelines. That's what it is. It's like, ah, here are the guardrails we think should be in place. But you're the majority. What's more important? Some arbitrary rule that has been agreed upon by both sides of the most deliberative bodies of blah, blah, blah blah. Or getting something done for the American people like a $15 minimum wage. There's not a state in the union, not West Virginia, not Idaho, not Mississippi, where you can rent a two-bedroom apartment living working full-time at the current minimum wage. Not not a single municipality in the country. So even the argument that, well, the minimum wage should be... um, a balance depending on where you live of course it should be higher in new york city but not in tiny little town in in mississippi that's not the case because our current minimum wage is an unacceptably low amount and we've got democrats quote unquote almost breaking my fingers doing air quotes mansion and cinema in arizona who are opposed to raising the minimum wage right now.
1: Right. Well, and let me get your take on uh, some of the Democratic responses. Like from Ezra Klein, for example, he tweeted, you all know how I feel about the filibuster, but the parliamentarian was right to rule that minimum wage changes don't fit budget reconciliation rules. That's not what budget reconciliation is for. The answer here is to end the filibuster, not abuse other rules.
0: So getting written... It, he's co- contradicting himself, getting rid of the uh, of the filibuster would be violating senate rules it's a, it's a rule. so it is I am at the end of my rope watching Democrats make excuses for the Democrats because it's the Democrats. People bitch and moan and complain and gr and, and, and gripe and snivel when Republicans do something that violates the rules. But then when it's our time, obviously it's not a deal breaker to violate these arbitrary guidelines.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, today White House National Economic Council director, Brian Deese reiterated that, uh, Vice President Harris, won't overrule the Senate parliamentarian. Quote, the vice president is not going to weigh in. We'll respect that process. And you juxtapose this with a tweet from uh, November 2016. It's abysmal that the federal minimum wage is 7.25 an hour. You can't live off that. It's time for a $15 minimum wage. Fight for 15
0: Unless the Senate parliamentarian wags her finger in your face. You're an elected office holder the people sent you there to do their work the people didn't send the parliamentarian there get a new parliamentarian it is it is maddeningly frustrating because democrats to talk to the to the question here of the email they're going to try to pull some bullshit Come, come election season, and say, "Well, we couldn't because our hands were tied by rules nobody gives a shit about. We couldn't deliver for you when we had a majority in the House, a majority in the Senate, and a major- and the White House. We couldn't deliver because this unelected person has more power than the entirety of the majority of the United States Senate." Nope. You will be out on your ass. And Mitch McConnell will once again be the Senate Majority Leader, ramming down insane conservative policy, ramming it down your throat for another two years. Unencumbered by what's right. He doesn't care.
1: Well, in the the White House has issued a statement saying the president was disappointed in the ruling by the mm. Senate parliamentarian, but, quote, respects the parliamentarian's decision. And Representative Ilhan Omar is calling for her to be replaced. I also want to highlight Ken Klippenstein, who is very popular on Twitter. He had a tweet go viral about the parliamentarian and called her a he I'm assuming because he assumed that someone in power that took this action was a he. I don't know. Right,
5: Um,
1: But it went viral, and many people are correcting him in their responses, and there's no correction. So just want to highlight that as an example of something we want to be aware of. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, listen, I'm um, getting more and more frustrated, especially with Democrats who are just like – Biden drops a bunch of bombs and people who are outraged by it when Trump did it are making all, oh, isn't it so wonderful that
1: there's not a press conference called and we don't have to, uh, blah, 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 ignoring the fact that
0: the bombs were dropped.
1: It's been very strange. It's been a strange time
0: unbelievable
1: i think we got a voicemail though about the checks right about there being frustration about the inaction on the part of the democrats
0: it's throwing the order of the calls off <laughs> but um it's the most natural place for it
4: hey jesse hey Brittany, it's nathan in denver uh i haven't called in, in a while but i wanted to make a point of calling today on uh, february 20th biden's been in months uh excuse me biden's been in office a month now so, where's my money? $2,000 were promised to all of us, uh, first week, uh, first day that he's in office. So, where's my money? If we're going to continue criticizing, uh, our president in the new democratic order, where's my money? You have the Congress, you have the Senate. This is absolutely absurd.
0: Obviously I agree. Mm -hmm. Listen, it, it was one thing when the 2000 went to 1400 and Democrats rallied around them to make excuses. But here we are weeks into the presidency. Where is the COVID relief? They're already just kicking the can, just barely up the block on on eviction moratorium, Mm -hmm. they're not doing enough. Yeah. And listen, the reason it is so egregious is because they hold majorities all across the board. They control the government, not the judiciary, but the, the part of the government that makes everything run is run by the Democrats. All of these whiny excuses. No, they don't play.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think it's important. Sometimes we get pushback of people saying, so what we're supposed to go back to the government being controlled by the Republican party. And we, we got comments like that on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, given some tweets that we've recently shared about the government, the Democrats in action. And, that's not something that criticism is going to bring about that's not something that pushing our elected leaders to be accountable in their powerful positions and do what they said they would do is going to cause their inaction is going to cause that to happen that's right and we need to keep pushing we need to keep fighting and they need to understand that if if they don't deliver on these things then we are going to go back. We are going to go backward.
0: Here's, we're going to play a clip later of Tucker Carlson, him saying that QAnon's not a thing because I couldn't find their website. And before the show, I I made a comment to Brittany and I said, all this shows is that he knows his audience is filled with, with morons. This is just an abject disrespect for his audience and their intelligence.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's not much different for Joe Biden. Hmm. Because he's taking for granted the fact that they're still going to vote for us. What are they going to do, vote for Republicans? No, but millions of Americans en masse might not just show up to the polls, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. That you're, we respect, we disagree, but we humbly respect the opinion of the Senate Parliamentarian. Why? She's not in charge. Nobody elected her. The people who elected you need relief. The millions of Americans who are making $7.25 an hour
1: need relief. And there's a majority support among Americans for increasing the minimum wage to $15 an hour. It's like
0: two-thirds of Americans.
1: So, I mean, that is a popular thing to do. (laughs) You'd think they would want to do something that is very popular. The
0: same majority that approve of that are in favor of raising the minimum wage would have gotten Donald Trump impeached and removed. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at it from that perspective.
1: Well, and according to reporting from the daily beast, a source close to the white house who has been in touch with administration officials about the wage discussions has said, quote, if you'll pardon my language, we're fucking done if they don't deliver on minimum wage. So I think there is awareness within democratic circles within the white house that there is going to be a backlash, that they are going to be in trouble come the next election, like Chris talked about in the email, uh, if they fail to take action and they fail to give support and relief for Americans who are suffering. It,
0: ultimately, what it is, it's letting d- Republicans push them around. They're so used to being a doormat that even when they get power, they maintain that stance. They maintain that doormat posture. Or maybe, maybe, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but it's becoming more and more a reality when people call Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer just Republican light. Maybe that is the case. I don't know, but it's very disappointing.
1: Well, and I'm sure people are listening to this angry. That we're having this conversation, angry that we have this criticism, thinking, why aren't you guys focused on Republicans? And please understand Republicans aren't in power. Right. We've been talking about Republicans for, I mean, this is what, episode 723 or something. Mm-hmm. And we have been talking about Republicans throughout those episodes, I don't know, the majority of the time, we're criticizing Republicans. But this is important because Americans are suffering and Democratic leaders come forward and they say, you know what we do different? You know what we do differently from the Republican Party? We help you. We think about what human beings need and we advocate that the government step up and provide those things that people need. And if you're not going to do that, How are you going to continue to distinguish yourself as the better alternative to the Republican Party? I mean, you are because you're not filled with uh, racist QAnon supporters and bigots, for sure. Those are important differences. We very much appreciate that. But if you're not going to be delivering and you're not going to be helping people, it's going to be tough to convince the people that you need to convince to vote for you. Because they're going to say, "Well, why? Why should I?"
0: Yeah, even from a p- political strategy standpoint, it's just it's just bananas. Because how would you most effectively mobilize a, a cross section of the electorate that doesn't normally vote or get involved in politics? Yeah, if if you want people who make seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour to vote, why don't you give them fifteen dollars an hour so they can actually make a living? So they can actually focus on something other than survival, Mm -hmm. and maybe get involved in politics, or you could affect their lives in no way whatsoever, and have them remain completely disconnected from politics. What it is, it is galaxy brain bullshit. And like I said in a video recently this week, look, I don't hate Joe Biden. I was reflecting to Brittany Page that I, I've never met George W. Bush. I met Clinton very briefly when I worked on Capitol Hill. I've never met George W. Bush. I never met Barack Obama. I've been around Joe Biden a lot in my life. He's a nice guy. He's a genuine character. But if he doesn't do his job well, and if Kamala Harris doesn't do her job as president of the Senate, the vice president of the United States... We're gonna take. A, we're gonna. We're gonna sit this one out, y'all. Sitting this one out means you're abandoning millions of Americans who are in desperate need of assistance right now, because of no fault of their own. On. Un- acceptable
1: well and why is it so difficult to get republicans on board by the way with increasing the federal minimum wage when according to various studies the government spending on welfare programs could be cut substantially i mean according to one study i recently read it was uh like 30 billion could be cut so isn't that what they want people to not be on welfare
0: (laughs) yeah but they don't look ahead because the, the the electorate they serve the master they serve is corporate america And corporate America doesn't want to have to pay more. Walmart doesn't want to have to pay $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. Listen, and I didn't even intend, we didn't intend to get into the, the minimum wage thing this deep, but Jeff Bezos pays $15 an hour. Jeff Bezos even. Amazon is advocating for raising the minimum wage at the federal level to $15 an hour. Who do the Democrats want to be in league with? Rep- Republicans who don't want to do it? Well, we can't get it done. I-, I don't know. Anyway, we'd love your thoughts on this. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at dollarmore.com. We would love to know, are we being too tough? Send us your wrong opinions to those previous <laughs> contact information.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> so,
0: let's get off this and move on to something a little bit humorous. Megan McCain is whining. She's calling for Anthony Fauci to be replaced. Yeah. Because... She can't get a vaccine or she thinks the vaccine rollout is not going well. She
1: thinks it's a disaster.
0: A disaster, which I think is nonsense because I just saw a stat that 6.6% of Americans right now are fully vaccinated. I'm actually shocked at how quickly they're, they're really getting it done.
1: They're getting those shots into arms. Yeah.
0: So listen to Megan McCain and <laughs> we're going to talk about it.
5: The fact that I, Megan McCain, co-host of The View, uh, I don't know when or how I will be able to get a vaccine because the rollout for my age range and and my health is is so nebulous. I have no idea when and how I can get it. I want to get it. If you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, I will go any place at any time to get it. I want to be responsible and obviously wait my turn. But this rollout has been a disaster. And I understand, obviously, President Trump can take much of the blame. But now we're in the Biden administration. I, for one, would like something to look forward to and to hope for because if getting the vaccine means that just nothing changes and we have to wait another few years till everyone gets it 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 I, there's already a lot of people not getting it. We're already have a pro- having a messaging problem getting people to take this vaccine. So I, I'm over Dr. Fauci. I think we need to have more people giving more opinions. And I, I honestly, quite frankly, I think the Biden administration should should remove him and put someone else in place that maybe does understand science or can talk to other countries about how we can be more like these places that are doing this successfully.
1: You know, how frustrating is this listening uh. to her? Because it, so... It's a lose-lose situation for Dr. Fauci, right? Because if he says, you know, listen, Megan McCain, co-host of The View. Uh, <laughs> I, Megan McCain, co-host of The View. You we don't know yet. We don't know yet when your age range is gonna come up. Uh so let me check back on that for you when we get a little bit closer to when your your age range and um might come up, right? And then let's say he says, Okay, Megan McCain, co-host of the view. Hi, Megan McCain, co-host of the view. We have a date, okay? It's gonna be in April. You're gonna be ready for your vaccine in April. Let's say that comes up. Um, she's actually not eligible to get her vaccine. That gets pushed back to July. Uh, she's going to yeah, be right. Meghan McCain, co-host of The View. Hi, Megan McCain, co-host of The View. She's going to be very upset and go on the show and say, what the hell, Dr. Fauci? He should be replaced because he told me... Megan McCain, co-host of The View. I, Megan McCain, co-host of The View. That I would be able to get my vaccine in April, and here it is, past April, and I'm not getting it. So he can't win with these people. He can't win. What is he supposed to do? Make a prognostication, and then you get pissed that it's wrong? He can't predict when you're going to get it. Well,
0: that's the the thing, is until we get these groups that are currently scheduled all the way through... They can't. They can't know exactly how quickly, unless they try to prognosticate. Yeah, but they're not. They're, it's they're not clairvoyance. Yeah. Also, yes, your age and your health category does come into play about when you'll uh, when you'll get vaccinated. But I don't think co host of the view is part of the metric.
5: I'm Megan McCain, co host of the view.
1: Yeah, and i it seems very <laughs> selfish on her part like she's calling it a disaster the vaccine rollout because she doesn't know or she hasn't been given information about when she personally is going to be able to be vaccinated so because she hasn't been provided that information about herself it means that everyone must be confused and that (laughs) they should get rid of Anthony Fauci
0: also well there's two things one is that she says they need to replace Anthony Fauci with someone who understands science Yeah, and then the other thing is this is really light, life imitating art, because Adi Bryant does the the Megan McCain bit, the sh- the character on oh, Saturday Night Live, yeah, where she's like, "I'm the Princess of Arizona," and <laughs> I mean, really, is there more of a princessy royalty type of statement than this?
5: I'm Megan McCain, co-host of The View, just completely
0: clueless clueless.
5: Yeah, it's
1: it's pretty remarkable and I appreciate it though because it does it gives us some levity in the midst of all this and uh I'm I'm happy that so many people are getting vaccinated and I read an article today in the Washington Post about how it's been really nice for nurses as well to be giving the shots to people because they see hope and oh yeah people cry with joy and talk about how they haven't seen their family in so long and how they can't wait to get back to life as normal and so it's creating this environment where they actually want to be giving the vaccinations because it's uplifting and it, it helps them and I know when I went in I was like thank you you so much, how many shots have you given today? Like, oh my oh, gosh, you're great. doing such important work? Like I was very excited and felt a little weird about it, and I talked to my friend, and she actually cried when she got hers mm. and so I think they are seeing a lot of emotional responses, and that must be nice in the midst of this crazy world that we're still living through,
0: yeah, really making a difference for sure so it, it it's interesting to me that people like Megan McCain, like her specifically we'll just talk about Megan. Um, you know, co-host of the View.
5: I, Megan McCain, co-host of the View,
0: princess of Arizona. Um, that she continues to defend Republicanism, mm-hmm. even though the Republican Party is just the Trump Party. Yeah, it has been absolutely hijacked by Donald Trump. And there's been claims recently that oh, it's no, especially after the insurrection, that oh, this, it's not the Trump Party anymore. They're really starting to distance themselves. And that is not what's happening.
1: Yeah. CPAC
0: is going on right now.
1: The gold statue? Is that what you're gonna talk about?
0: No, but what is that?
1: They they wheeled <laughs> they wheeled out um a, a gold statue of Donald Trump at CPAC. And everyone was taking pictures of it it was as it was going by. Really? Yeah. hmm Yeah.
0: A literal golden calf. It- I mean idolatry. Run amok in the Republican Party.
1: Well, they love Donald Trump.
0: They're just a living metaphor for everything they claim to not stand for. So anyway, Ted Cruz is one of these. And he just spoke at CPAC. Mm. And he confirmed, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon nutter, that this is the party of Donald Trump. And they look at Donald J. Trump and they look. At the millions and millions of people inspired who went to battle fighting alongside President Trump. And they're terrified. And they want him to go away. Let me tell you this right now. Donald J.
3: Trump ain't going anywhere.
0: Notice. Notice there the, the, the imagery and the metaphor that he's drawing. Who went to battle. Fought alongside Donald Trump. Right after. A month ago. Or longer than a month and a half ago, we witnessed the Capitol insurrection where people did go to battle mm-hmm. for Donald Trump. And he's still doing this. That's not by accident. He's a smart enough guy to know what he's doing.
1: Yeah, well, and he made a joke about the Cancun thing and said, of course he did." I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. It's not as nice as Cancun, but it's nice. So he's making sure, a joke.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the audience was like, oh,
1: woo-hoo! they tried to cancel you. By the way, on the same day that Joe Biden is going to Texas. Yeah. So Ted Cruz is flying to Florida to give his CPAC speech. And I noticed that he hasn't had a haircut in a while. Yeah, that's a mullet. It's, it's it? looking a certain way. And he was like, you know what? Let's wait until after CPAC to get a haircut. <laughs> I think that this looks good. That was a
0: calculated decision.
1: It's yeah. In context, it's going to fit. It's going to work. And he's
0: not the only one related to Donald Trump. And Mitch McConnell, for instance, mm-hmm. after the insurrection, the deadly attempted overthrow of a free and fair election, Mitch McConnell took to the United States Senate and said all kinds of stuff about how it was Donald Trump's
4: fault.
1: Well, yeah. he. Well, first of all, he talked about Trump supporters and how they were, quote, assaulting the Capitol in his name carried his banners, screaming their loyalties to him. And he went on to say about Donald Trump, quote, there is no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. So in that, he recognized how terrible the events were and also how Donald Trump is directly responsible in every way.
0: And this was the day that it happened, it has only gotten more clear how damaging and how deep the conspiracy goes since then. So we haven't learned, oh, maybe it wasn't Donald Trump. We've only learned more about how it absolutely was Donald Trump. And this, uh, the other day, when asked about uh, whether Donald Trump, um, he would support him if he got the nomination in 2024, this is what Mitch McConnell said. Well, there's a lot to happen between now and 24. I've got at least four members that I think are planning on running for president, plus some, fo- some uh, governors and others. There's no incumbent. Should be a wide open race and fun for you all to cover. If the president was the party's nominee, would you support him? Uh, the nominee of the party? Absolutely. Absolutely. Asked by Brett Baer, who hangs out or has hung out yeah. at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump.
1: Yes. Fox he, News. Who's supporter. a newsman, Sup- by the way. Supposed to be a newsman yeah. at Fox News. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: air quotes that didn't get done, but yeah. that's what I meant.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So Mitch McConnell, obviously, uh, very Mitch McConnell. Surrendered in that to Donald Trump. Yeah.
0: It's it's very odd because imagine being an obsequious, fawning, servile dog to Donald Trump, but running roughshod over the Democrats.
1: Yeah. That's
0: what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. They're such cowards that they, that they just lap at the boots of Donald Trump, but they don't no respect for Democrats. That's, that, that's the power hierarchy mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. You got Donald Trump, fucking weakling moron. Then you got Republicans, and then somewhere down here are Democrats. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, it- find find the the, the the moral turpitude to get things done, yeah. Democrats. Find the strength to be leaders.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, speaking of Tucker Carlson, <laughs> how's that for a segue?
1: Uh, QAnon doesn't have a website.
0: Unbelievable. And again, going back to what we talked about, this is just shows how stupid he, be- he knows his audience is. When you say something like you're getting ready to hear, it only signals that he has zero respect for the ability to work through complex problems with their brains. So it's worth finding out where the public is getting all this false information, this disinformation, as we'll call it. So we checked. We spent all day trying to locate the famous QAnon, which in the end we learned is not even a website. If it's out there, we could not find it. Then we checked Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter feed because we have heard she traffics in disinformation seen and told us, but nothing there. Completely discounting the fact that it's already been reported widely that she went on a delete spree Mm -hmm. on both her Facebook and her Twitter, and she's admitted on the floor of the house, that I don't believe those things anymore, indicating that she once did believe those things.
1: Listen, he went to QAnon.com and <laughs> that's not a valid website. So, what are you supposed to do? He's a
0: dangerous dumb fuck.
1: It's, I mean, it's irresponsible. It's weird when people talk about knowing him in the past, like having worked with him in the past yeah. and how he. People who worked with him will talk about he was a smart guy. He wasn't the way he is now. And that's pretty scary that he knows what he's doing and he just doesn't care how irresponsible it is, how much damage he's doing for the money, I guess. Like he's happy with how much money he's making. So he's content just to ruin our society.
0: A lot of people don't know, but he has the most popular program in Fox News history. Wow. More popular than Hannity has ever been, more popular than O'Reilly ever was. He's he's got the top-rated show that's sponsored by My Pillow and every other nonsense fringe. I mean they're carrying him because his program can't be uh wildly profitable.
1: Well, did you hear the defense, you know the guy who was arrested with the horns, the QAnon guy? Oh,
0: uh Chansley yeah, is his Jacob name. Yeah, Jacob Chansley. Jacob Chansley.
1: Yeah. H- did you hear the defense that his lawyer is now making for him? mm um, They're saying that he was groomed by Donald Trump to... <laughs> lead the Capitol attack or in the lead up to the Capitol attack, quote, For years during the Trump administration, the president honed and routinely utilized his mass communication means to effectively groom millions of Americans with respect to his policies, protocols, beliefs, and overwhelming fixation on all matters conspiratorial.
0: They're going to try to have this both ways. Republicans. You know, that that the that their, their base that attacked the Capitol, they're going to want them to get off by blaming the president, but they're not going to take, pl- take part in blaming the president.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and he's also arguing that his faith precludes him from receiving a coronavirus vaccine, so they're arguing that he should be freed for his personal safety. His
0: faith. Come on. Didn't
1: he have a weird diet thing, too? He's just throwing everything yeah, out yeah. there.
0: He He went on like a hunger strike because he demanded to be fed an organic diet His mom said, I did a video about this. His mom is on tape saying, yeah, he he gets very sick if he doesn't eat only organic things. Like, like you have an allergy to things that, like, your body knows, oh, this isn't organic. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Just...
0: Absolute nonsense.: So he
1: needs an organic diet, his faith precludes him from getting the vaccine. It's like it's everything that they're trying just to get him out. Yeah,
0: he, <laughs> he believes all these things, but he also believes that you know Chrissy Teigen was eating babies or whatever. Yeah, real. He's got a, a, a lock on the logic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think Six five seven seven four six4 seven six zero nine. Let's do a little bit of a late patreon midroll. I Doubt It is an independent podcast supported by listeners like you via Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as $2 a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation
3: forward one podcast at a time. If you find the show informative, entertaining, or both, go to dollamore.com Patreon and choose the contribution
0: level that's right for you.
1: Ashley M.
0: Ashley M.
1: And Neil C.
0: Neil C.
1: Thank you very much to our two latest Patreon supporters as well as all of the Patreon supporters. Please know that all of the stickers are out. They're in the mail. Yeah. And remember, uh give it until like the beginning of March. If you haven't received your stickers by then, there obviously was a problem. So contact the Patreon page, send us a message on Patreon um, and we will remedy that for you. We've only gotten one return envelope so far, which is pretty good out of the hundreds of envelopes that we stuffed and sent. And by we, I mean me. And, (laughs) Um, we
0: it's true. I'm not laughing because it's not true. It's
1: kind of like it's how it's just a call out. It's kind of like how I primarily run the social media pages, and everyone always responds and says, like, something, Jesse, what, why did you post this? And I'm like, okay, if they liked it, I'm going to say that, um, I posted it. I'm like, going to correct them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if they hate it, I'm just gonna be like, it yeah, why it. did he post that? <laughs> He's kind of a dick.
0: <laughs> kind of? Yeah. Wow, so, you're softening to me. That's nice.
1: So Sheena in St. Paul, Minnesota, we got a return envelope for you. Contact us if you want us to send you an updated uh, to your correct address. Yeah, That would be nice. So watch the mail. Keep us updated. We look forward to you guys receiving those stickers and taking pictures of them and sending it to us on social media.
0: And we look forward to seeing you this evening. A little late notice because... This is going to go out, and who knows when people listen to it. Yeah. Uh, But tonight, Friday, 7 p.m. Los Angeles time. And tomorrow morning, Saturday... um, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Los Angeles time. We're doing the Patreon calls for those people in the appropriate tiers. Right. Always a good time. You still have time to sign up in the appropriate tier uh, to, to be on the Patreon call with us, which is a Zoom call. Yes. It's not a live stream where you can chat, type in. Nope. It's sitting down, having a drink... And uh, reminiscing about the whatever's on our minds. Yes. All right. Let's uh, pull this truck into the station.
1: Taken care of biz. Representative Al Green of New
0: York. Al Green. Yes. Not the Al Green... Um, let's stay together, Al Green, but no. a, a different Al Green.
1: Correct. So just before the House passed the Equality Act on a nearly party-line vote, uh, Rep. Representative Al Green gave an awesome speech that we want to share with you guys. But before we talk about that, I want to kind of put his speech in context because it's going to launch into him giving criticism. And you may wonder who is this criticism for? And it's for the Republicans who were against legislation. And The Equality Act. The purpose of the Equality Act was to amend the 1964 Civil Rights Act to provide protections for LGBTQ individuals, and there was unanimous support from House Democrats, and three Republicans crossed party lines, actually, to join the Democrats to endorse the bill. And there were some Republicans, of course, that had criticism for it. In fact, some of their statements included calling the bill anti-life, anti-family and anti-faith and also arguing that it, quote, moves our nation away from the Judeo-Christian values and takes away parents' right to decide.
0: So ultimately, they're saying you're violating my religious liberties by saying I can't fire someone. Because they're trans That's ultimately it We want to be able to mistreat Americans because They're different than us And you're taking away my religious freedoms By not allowing me to legally Under the color of law Discriminate
1: So Representative Al Green had some thoughts About this particularly Surrounding Christians Using their idea of God To oppress portions of the population
2: And still I rise, Mr. Speaker. You used God to enslave my foreparents. You used God to segregate me in school. You used God to put me in the back of the bus. Have you no shame? God created every person in this room. Are you saying that God made a mistake? This is not about God. It's about men who choose to discriminate against other people because they have the power to do so. My record will not show that I voted against Mr. Cicilline having his rights. My record will show that when I had the opportunity to deliver liberty... time is expired. ...for all, I voted for rights for all.
0: Gentlemen's time has expired. Gentlemen, so,
1: it's unfortunate he got interrupted there at the end. He
0: knew how much time he
1: had. But... Th- them's the rules. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's back to loving rules. Um, but it's powerful, is it not? Absolutely.
0: Well, is he wrong? No. No, he's He is not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Enslavers of human beings use the Bible and the scripture and the good word, the holy book, to control their their enslaved property. The, the Bible has been used for... Um, arguments against integration the bible was used to justify jim crow laws the bible has been used as a as a as a weapon of immeasurable damage over the i mean who knows how long and it's because people with bad intent use it that way
1: Yeah, and power. And that's what Republicans are showing here. They're using their power, their influence to um, advance hate, intolerance against the LGBTQ community. And they're using their Bible as the reason and the basis for those beliefs and and that promotion. Now, obviously, this needs to pass the Senate where 60 votes are going to be needed. And that may be more difficult, um, obviously.
0: 60 votes will be needed because Democrats refuse to nuke the filibuster, right? So it's because of dem. If this doesn't, if this doesn't pass, it's because Democrats didn't want it to pass bad enough. And That's so, why.
1: Here we go, coming back to the theme kind of of the show, which is we would love to be talking more about how terrible Republicans are, but when Democrats have the power and the ability to do something and they're failing to do it. It's really tough for us to stay silent. So I understand that there's going to be listeners who heard this today and are feeling upset about how much time we spent criticizing Democrats. But you got to be pushing them forward. You got to be pushing them toward action. And if we're not doing that, then we're failing.
0: We're going to end it there. I mean, that's perfect. They are failing. We'd love to hear from you, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at We sure do love you guys. We appreciate every single minute that you spend engaging with the content that we create, both here on the podcast but also on YouTube. You guys are the best. We'd love to see you on the Patreon calls tonight. For those of you who will be joining us, we'll have a good time. We'll see you next time. Until then, for Brittany Page. I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt.